you've got to go to bed every night two ways, completely exhausted. It shows that you did your job and you need to go to bed with a pure of heart. Okay. Welcome back to Don't Take My Word For It. Today we have on Mr. Macy Mitchell. He's a entrepreneur. Is that what you'd say? Yes, sir. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. You bet, man. I mean, it's a, it's a pleasure to be asked by you guys, you know, I, and I mean, for anyone, for anyone listening, I mean, you know, I get a message from a couple guys, a couple guys I know just from uh, crossing paths, a couple acquaintances, and they say, hey, let's do this podcast about some business and entrepreneurship. And I said, let's go. So we're just going to be a little impromptu, it sounds like. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. that's what we do. Just awesome, have a conversation. Man. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So where did you own CrossFit and Republic, right? Right. Okay. So yeah. is that the is that the only one that you have in Republic or do you have other locations? So we've got, so we own CrossFit Republic. It's just one, one fitness location. We do really well there. We've got a great membership, great community involvement. And then we also have a family owned business um, called All American Home Rental and Sales. It's a 36 year old business. I mean, that oh, wow. one, and we can talk about that after a little bit, but I mean, that, that's truly the American dream. That's where I can spend some time also. So I've owned the CrossFit gym for 10 years. Um, my main job though is with All American. It is, um, family business. We have eight locations and uh, I've been chugging away and I work with my dad every day as well as run my gym. And then I'm also the director of the Republic Chamber of Commerce representing the uh, the private sector. So, What made you get into the Republic Area Chamber of Commerce deal? You know, man, it's funny, uh, you know, whether you got faith or not, I mean, I think the Lord opened up that opportunity to, to me. I think most business owners will say, hey, I don't have time for, for one more thing. But that position opened and I, I I just could not help myself. I knew a couple of the board members and I gave them a call and I said, hey, what's it take to be the chamber director? Because I'm, I'm going to be real here and I hope I don't, you know, bother anybody out there. But I had never, for me being a business owner, I'd never, for, I'd never seen the the true benefit of being a part of at least a chamber for us and for our businesses, I was like, man, I just don't feel, I feel, I still feel misunderstood. I don't feel like um, a chamber is going to get, it's supposed to be the ultimate networking group, but I don't feel like they're going to get butts through my door. Like, how am I going to get more customers from this? I'd look at their mm-hmm. benefits and I'd look at this. I'm like, it's just not for me. So I'd never been a part of a chamber before I took it over, but I don't think there's any magic wand on how to run it so this is and let me let me backtrack this is what happened so the position opened i thought no i did know what a republic chamber does they are supposed to be the advocate for the marketplace the private sector they are not government they are they are out there um, um, building relationships and, and and helping other businesses thrive and i thought that's me you know i've got the human spirit any entrepreneur does we like to be innovative we're proactive, we're not reactive. And I said, man, I want to be an advocate for, you know, Joe down there that's been changing oil for 30 years or mm-hmm. this guy, you know, I want to consult this guy on how to start a new business. And before you know it, they gave me the position. I slipped into it and we've just been having a blast ever since for the last two years. So super blessed. Yeah. I, I've seen you have guys, you've done that and like Facebook's blown up about it. And it, it's a whole bunch of like small businesses are actually kind of getting out there more and it's just, all, honestly, all we've done is awoken a sleeping giant. Yeah. I think people just need to know that um, there's an advocate out there for them. And I'm not talking about just myself. I'm talking about 
um, the way we have reworked the Republic Chamber as far as benefits, as far as functions, as far as socials and networks and whatnot and, and programs that we do, Young Professionals Roundtable, I think people see like, man, there's something in there for me and it's it's a good price, it's cheap and we're a part of this you know, huge networking club. And they say, you know, your network is your net worth mm-hmm. and fully believe it because a lot of times it's who you know. And so we've got anywhere from these young entrepreneurs to people that are 60 and 70 years old that are trying to get their organizations out there. And guess what? We're doing it because, you know, here's what I do. And I think this is a great leadership skill for anybody out there listening is empathy, right? What you need to do is whoever you're talking to, put yourself in their shoes and say, hey, what do they want? And so whenever I'm talking to business owners, I think it's important that that uh, you put yourself in their shoes and say, hey, um, what do they What do they truly need? What would I need for my business if I was sitting here talking to the chamber? And so we try to do those things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So like a lot of, whenever I was first starting and I don't know everything now by no means, but I always heard like, Getting a business plan, getting a business plan, you know, start that. What exactly does a business plan look like? Um, so I'm going to be honest with you. I'm Maybe I'm a little bit more radical in this. I think some people spend too much time with a vision board and with planning. I don't yeah. want to ruffle feathers, but guys, get out of the coffee shops, for goodness sakes, and put your hands to work. Yep. Get out of there and start putting foot feet. Guess what? Here's what Here's what doing starting a business is. And I think you guys understand this. It's getting out there and falling on your face over and over until you get it right. Mm -hmm. Now, do you go into it completely blindsided? No, not necessarily. But a lot of people starting out have never done it before. They don't know what they're going to run into. And so like anybody that says, hey, you know, do I need a business plan? I don't know. I mean, like, you know, you need to know you need to have goals. Sure. Mm -hmm. And you need to know where you're going, but you don't need to spend too much time getting this, you know, this $200 suite, you know, Excel spreadsheet or this calendar and, and writing down. Uh, you know, motivating quotes or anything. I'll tell you what, the, the entrepreneurs who win are the ones that, that get out there, continue to take steps. Some days it's exciting. Most days it's very mundane. And those who can work in the mundane and work in the everyday stuff and realize it's not all glamour, it's not motivation, it's discipline, that they are going to win. So if somebody wants to get into it and they, they don't have, you know, a specific business plan, that's that's completely fine. I think it's um, just getting out there and jumping and jumping to it and, and seeing seeing where it takes you. Mm-hmm. I was actually uh, yesterday listening to a podcast and they said mm-hmm. in it, he said, you'll learn more in your first hundred sales calls than you will in your first hundred books about sales or business. Mm-hmm. Just because of doing it teaches you way more than just thinking about doing it. Yeah. And whenever you read that book, you'll you'll know what they're talking about because be, because you've made the hundred phone calls, you know? So, you know, two things I'll take, I'll tell you, agree with you guys on there. First thing is books only confirm your findings, right? They only confirm what you've been doing. Okay. I'm not going to say don't read and learn from others and their experiences. Sure. Maybe have your eye on some people, but guess what? It's going to be different for everybody. There's some certain found principles, but then, but then let's look at, <clears throat> let's look at people that, go get their bachelor's degree in college. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with college. I went to college, right? But I will say that if you're not going for a specific reason, don't go for a business degree. I'll just tell you that. Don't go for a business degree. Everything out there on YouTube's free. And like I'm saying, you learn everything. Like everything that we're going to be talking about today, I majored in psychology and biology. Okay? Really? I was not a business degree. Everything I and we're going to talk about today, I've learned firsthand. And guess what? It's been an awesome teacher. But 
so, so if there's any advice I could give to those going to school out there, this is what happens. You go to college and you think that the natural next step is to go get your master's, right? Well, what for? Because what ends up happening is you go out into the workforce and you realize, crud, I'm only using 10% of my master's. What if you got out and took a little break and got out into what you thought you wanted to do? You interned, you shadowed, and then you went back and got your master's if it was still needed, which is completely fine if it's needed, right? Or the rest of your bachelor's, et cetera. And then like you're saying, like you're saying, Cody, about um, you read a book, then you're, re- then you can relate. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to listen to my professor right now because guess what? What he is saying is exactly what I encountered in the workplace. I'm going to really focus on this subject. I'm going to ace the heck out of it. I'm going to study it. But when you're just trying to cram for these tests and get through it to say you have a master's, you're going to wish you went back and spent more time on subject matters because as soon as you get out of the workplace, you're going to be like, you know what? We hit on that, but I can't quite remember what we did. And anyways, I just think there's there's a little bit different rhythm we should take. I mean, schooling's great, but it's not, it's not, it shouldn't be priority. Yeah. I feel like people, most people don't know that you entrepreneurs or business owners they pay for the skill that you have that the degree was supposed to give you it's not it's not the piece of paper that makes you valuable it's the it's the skill that you have now that that makes you want to and if you can get it easier uh you know or cheaper and in less time than going to school then i'd rather than you do that you know Uh, and you can that's what they say entrepreneurship is all about anyways getting the same result for less effort or less time or less money or whatever Uh, so getting that information well, and then you guys get, you know, your guys places like, you know, I, I don't know everything that you guys have done, but uh, um, you can mentor people right now. Something you couldn't have done if you would have just heard about what other people did. Like, for instance, you know, with the chamber, I get a lot of young entrepreneurs or people that are starting business. They're not even members of the chamber yet. They're going to be, they, they just call and say, hey, I've just heard this is a good place to start. Macy, do you want to, can you meet with me? And, uh, you know, can you help me along the way um, or, or how to how to start out, et cetera. Now, guess what? I could charge for that because mm-hmm. I'm giving away probably two decades, three decades, if you count like my childhood growing up. I'm 40 now, but three or four decades of watching my dad and then, and then me getting into it and then me doing it for myself of information that I should be charging thousands for because mm-hmm. they are skipping 20 years of hard earned experience in a five minute conversation. So right now it's cool. Someday I may start a consulting firm, but yeah, you ought to, but you know, seriously, but, but do some course or something online. Yeah. People pay a lot of money for that, you know, no, because no. it helps them, you know, it does. It does. I mean, it does. I mean, like some of the, when I have a meeting with people and I'm not saying I'm awesome or end all be all, but I will say if I didn't, I, I will say the experience like you guys have gained as well. Now you can walk somebody else through it and say, this is what worked. This is what didn't. And guess what? Now they skip some of those failures that you ran into and learned, yeah, you know, so that's kind of what the goal of this is, is it's just, you know, people giving people a leg up on something that they didn't Mm -hmm. have before, you know, that they could have a little bit of information when they come across something uh, and they don't have to learn about it the hard way. Right. Right. (laughs) You know, you were asking, um, you know, Cody, you asked earlier about uh, do people need a business plan or whatnot? Mm -hmm. Something I just thought of that. I want to go back to that question. This, you know, these are some simple points that I tell just about anyone to do. And it sounds super basic, but you wouldn't believe how many people don't realize what to do. When you start out a business, you need to immediately create some form of way of showing people that you have experience in that profession, whether you do or don't. So I immediately will tell them, Hey, use your 
at least start off using everything you can digitally. Now, I'm not Mr. Tech Savvy, but I've had to build a few websites just out of circumstance, you know, out of being a business owner or a Facebook page. So what people would need to do if they wanted to know, hey, Macy, where should I start? Where you should start is you should lock in a domain for a website. You should lock in a Facebook page. Whatever you do, you should take pictures of, you should build a portfolio on, you should ask friends and family to give you Google reviews and Facebook reviews. You should post all those things before you even ask for business, Mm -hmm. right? Do some business with some friends and family that trust you and believe in you. And then when you start asking for real business, guess what they do? Just like we do in in this room. They Google you. They say, oh, he only has three reviews. I'm going to go to the guy with 61 reviews. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's what we all do. So naturally, they need to they they need to get online and say, "I'm going to go with this guy. It looks like he's trusted." Then they go to Facebook and they see, "Man, well, let me see some pictures of this portfolio." Say if somebody's in the painting business or somebody's in, you know, uh, car repair or whatever they're doing, um, that they've created this this hustle. They're going to go in and look at your portfolio. That's what I do. They look for credibility. I, none of us are going to hire just anybody. But guess what? None of these guys are going to get hired unless they show that they've been there. So those are the first steps outside of going and getting a business license and an LLC, et cetera. But, um, oh, and, you know, get an accountant, get a CPA. Guys, there is nothing better than having peace of mind. Okay. Don't try to do it yourself. Some of you guys can sit around and do taxes yourself on the computer. I'm going to be real with you. My time is too valuable to do that myself at this point. Now, I'm not, like I said, I'm not Mr. Like, oh, you know, so that's super, but I'm finding that every minute of every day can is, is, is highly valued and you can be using it to make big waves in something like accounting or what a CPA can do that you can easily turn in your receipts to um, that that is their job. Put them in charge of that. Mm-hmm. It's taking valuable face-to-face time that you could be out there hustling with the general public. You could be working on your website. You could be doing things like that. Don't do don't don't forever do the menial stuff. Now let me tell you this: I'm not good. I'm not too good to go dig a ditch. I'm not too good to go sweep my gym floors or vacuum this or that. I mean, that's how we paved the way for our businesses. Mm-hmm. You have to get out there and do the dirty stuff. But eventually, once you've built, and there's no set months. If you're extremely successful after six months and you can hire a staff, that's one thing. If it's two years, that's one thing. You know, if, if it never, if you're the one man crew, hey, yeah, you got to do it all. But the bottom line is you really need to delegate those menial tasks as soon as you can. And plus, you know, let's, let's talk about taxes for a second. You don't need to be raising any red flags with the IRS. It needs to be done right. You know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? Just, just do what you want. Don't get me wrong. I, I always thank the IRS when I get when I get to pay my quarterly estimates and stuff. I'm like, uh-huh. man, they sure are nice. I get, I'm really excited to put this in there. That's really awesome. You know, I feel like I was already taxed eight times on my property and everything else. Let's just you know, well, you were. Yeah, I was, I was, I was. Yeah, I don't feel like it. I was. Wasn't I? Was, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so sorry to skip around there. No, no, you're good. The thing you were saying before, it kind of sounds like what you're talking about is what I've heard a lot of other entrepreneurs talk about mm-hmm. is that you just have to provide perceived value to somebody. They have to believe that what you're going to give them has mm-hmm. value. Uh, and the way you're saying is by doing that for fa- friends and family. The way I've heard other people say is by giving away your services for free, basically yep. before you ever ask for money in return. But either way, the same result is people trust other people's opinions. Yep. No, you're you right. It. You're right. Giving away some stuff is important. I mean, here's the thing is, is when you're young into the business, <laughs> You know, there's not a lot of money to go around depending on who you are and if you're building from scratch. So 
yeah, you're giving away and you may, you know, it, it may be a really kind of a hardship there for a little bit, but if you prove yourself to the right people and you give away things to the right people, yeah, you'll win. I mean, you've got to plant seeds now. So a year from now, you've got that business and you've got word of mouth. So yeah, you're exactly right. That's another good word. Well, I think that's what you're doing great with the Chamber of Commerce deal is because you're just putting out value, or value, 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 value. And you're not, to my knowledge, get really really getting paid for it or anything, but it's just right. you're, you're giving back to the community. And now I feel like everybody's like, hey, that guy's a great guy. We'll do business with him. So, Well, you know, I'll tell you what. Guys out there that, that are listening, you've got to go to bed every night two ways. Completely exhausted. It shows that you did your job. And you need to go to bed with a pure of heart. Okay, you need to go to bed saying, you know what, I did everything I could to make the right decisions today with anyone that was involved, whether it was your employees, whether it was there. It's not worth not doing things right. Don't be a swindler. Don't do things wrong. Don't be more. Don't let your moral compass be jaded. Just do it right and sleep with a pure heart. And I tell you what, those two things you do, you treat people how you want to be treated and you work as hard as you can and be exhausted at night, whether it's whether it's you get off the job and now it's time to clock in as dad or this or that, do it all to the best of your ability. You'll never regret a day of your life. That sounds like good advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's true, man. You, uh, so you mentioned growing up with a family business and, and being exposed to business at a young age. Was that was there any moment in your life where you were like, I want to be an entrepreneur, or I want to have my own business, or how did, how did you get into the mindset of? You know, man, um, it was never – it was never really talked about much in my family. Like it's the oddest thing. Cause my kids, my kids are homeschooled and they follow me around, follow my wife around. They're with us all the time. That's their talk. Like my, my eight year old may not be up to reading standard right now, but he knows how to, you know, broker a business deal <laughs> so, or negotiate a little bit in real talk. He knows how to shake hands. He knows how to look at people in the eye. You know, I've got a 13, 11 and an eight year old and, uh, they're keen. Um, Growing up, um, I, you know, my parents, my parents were just a couple great people, blue collar that I don't think ever thought they would own a business. Hmm. So, you know, long story short, my dad was a tire builder for BF Goodrich, you know, never had a dream to open up a business. Um, got laid off. 2000 workers got laid off. We lived in Oklahoma, Commerce, Oklahoma at the time. And he got laid off and we had a small savings and, uh, he said, Hey, I, I know of a niche. I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to do it. And he didn't say those exact words. He's just, a, you know, he's the kind of guy, just like we know the generation before us. And I, I think we're the same way in this room that we don't care what we're doing. We're just going to do the best we can at it and be the best. We don't care if we're digging ditches for a living. You know, we're going to, mm -hmm. we're going to do the best at it. That's who he was. So he found this niche, took our savings. We moved up to Springfield. We lived on the poverty line. My mom stayed home, um, trying to pick up odd jobs. There was love in the house. There's a lot to be said for that because we didn't notice, you know, that how much we really were in need. I mean, we might hit McDonald's once every three months or whatnot. Um, you know, something fun to us, and I've said it before, something fun to us was, you know, see who could spit watermelon seeds the farthest, you know? <laughs> I mean, you know, we didn't have phones and iPads and all that jazz. We, you know, what we saw is what we... We found fun with and so made fun with. And so, you know, I didn't see my dad for a few years there. And I say it not like a, not like a neglectful way, but I mean, he was gone maybe as we were getting out of bed and he was coming home after we were out of bed, you know, in bed. And that was probably went on for five to seven years and he grinded. Great example. You know, I'm like his, 
vo- uh, his mouthpiece nowadays. I kid around. Me and him still work together. We're best buddies. We're best friends. Um, I say, Dad, you know, I'm your mouthpiece. Like right now, you don't need, you just do it. You just show up every day, man. And I go, I'm here to tell your story. And I'm here to tell the, uh, and I'm going to get emotional, but I'm here to tell the American dream story. Um, I've seen it. I know what happens because, you know, little by little, we had a nicer car. We had a nicer home. He's not required. We're working in the business. You know, I'm cleaning things, doing things. I'm working in the business on Christmas breaks and on summer breaks. But the word was, hey, Mace and my brother, you know, hey, Cass, hey, guys, you continue to make grades. You continue to play your sports well, do your do your music well, et cetera. And we will help you, you know, we, we'll, we'll take care of you, you know, because you can't work. It was hard to, you know, we were in a, we were in just the right place where we didn't have to work. You know, I understand that everyone's blessed like that. Like they got, they, they work instead of play sports, you know, they got to pay for the car, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I get that. We grew up where we were just doing well enough at that point where, um, we didn't have to. And so anyways, I get out, I go to college, et cetera. I thought, I don't know if I'll get in the family business. I'll probably try to create something myself. But I didn't know if it was entrepreneurship. I was going to be an entrepreneur. I was planning on maybe I'll go into, I had studied psych and biology. I was like, maybe I'll be in counseling or maybe I'm going to go into physical therapy. I always, you know, played sports, et cetera. And uh, next thing you know, I said, hey, dad, I just feel in my heart. I need to, we need to work together. I need to come for you. And I said, let's sit down and talk about it. Next thing you know, here we are. We started, you know, working together, uh, you know. 15, 18 years ago, I started my, and then I started my gym on the side and doing what I've done. And I learned all the principles as we went. I saw my dad go through them and now I'm kind of putting it together. And I've seen what, what government can and can't do. And (laughs) I've seen what we can and will do. And that we're the golden gooses, not me and my family, but entrepreneurs, the, or, or people who are working every day, the hardworking man and man and woman and families and and the blue collars of the world and and whatnot, you know, creating jobs, innovating the free market, like things happen with those types of people with us. And I'm here to preach it. So, yep. You're doing a good job at it so far. Thanks, it seems man. like, <laughs> Dude, you know, like I, I, like I texted you earlier, man. I mean, we were talking about this podcast and, uh, you know, I just said, Hey man, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I mean, I, you know, anything we need to talk about, we can, and I love it. And, and, uh, I'm always excited to share and try to inspire others because I think there is so much potential and so many people out there listening right now, and you're just not willing to take the risk. You're mm-hmm. not willing to take the step. You want to, but you're scared to death. But I'll tell you what, it's more freeing, depending on if you got this in you, I don't want to speak to everybody. Employees and staffs are incredibly important. Don't get me wrong. They make the world go round. But I will tell you this, that it's more fun to work 80 hours for yourself than 40 for someone mm-hmm. else. Okay. There's a freedom in that. It comes with tough, tough days where you don't know how you're going to put food on the table. But I'll tell you, I don't think you'll ever regret it. And in so many ways, you don't know it until you try it though. So. I think that's true. That's uh, whatever we did a whole bunch of stuff. I probably shouldn't have been doing all of the little side businesses and everything I was right. doing at that time. But it, whenever I worked at Branco, my past job, you know, forty hours a week, I was like, oh, when's Friday coming? But whenever it's by yourself, I would I'd drive through the night and I'd come back and I'd work the next day. It's just you could work, you could work eighty hours a day or eighty hours a eighty <laughs> hours a week, and it was yeah, it was fun. There's a different there's a different level of. Um, understanding of what you want there. Not everyone's created for it. You know, some people are like, Hey, you know, I'm cool with, you know, the paycheck and the benefits and, and, uh, 
you know, living a low key life. Hey, simple. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I will say this though, um, for anyone listening that's, that has nothing, that does not want to go into entrepreneurship, don't, no big deal. Just don't ever think that entrepreneurs are crazy. Okay. Cause that's what they'll say. But what is, what is crazy is working for somebody for 40 years and putting in your 401k and never doing anything that you want to do. And then retiring taking out your 401k for 15 years and then dying. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is no way to live. So if you are, if you are working for someone, Hey, totally cool. If you want to simplify like that, totally cool. I mean, we've got people that work for us that I would never, I could never do their jobs. I've got, you know, like, you know, certain, um, assistants and whatnot. They are great and they help our, we couldn't do it without them. Um, but as long as they're living their best life and as long as you're living your best life out there and you're excited about what you do and you're expectant and excited and you wake up every day fired up about whatever you do, it doesn't have to be entrepreneurship. You know what I guess I'm really saying is, do you take ownership over your job? If you take ownership over your job, then you are really an entrepreneur. You care about your future. You care about your livelihood. You're excited to get up. That's where you need to be. So let's just say you're in a job right now and you're not really happy about it but you don't want to be an entrepreneur. You don't know what to start. You don't know where there's a niche. Hey, don't worry about it. Go find a different job. Recreate yourself. Find something that you're passionate about and uh, knock it out of the park. And then, like I said, go to bed satisfied every night. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is there a time whenever you felt like you you saw that most people, they go to work you know, 40 hours a week and that's all they do. They think that's the only way to make money. Is there a time where you're just like, you, you thought about the world a little bit differently where you're like, eh, I could sell this and I could make a profit here. And it, I, I start to gain my time back instead of having to put in hours to make to make money. Because I feel like a lot of people think that's the only way to make well, money. Well, and it's what's crazy is the world wouldn't work if every single person, you know, wanted to be an entrepreneur. It, there has to be people yeah. who do the things that not everybody wants to do. It's true. And God bless them. I mean, I'm, I, like, like we're talking about. And like, you know, I don't know if I need to backtrack or any but like i just said if you take ownership over your position it's really the same type of thing and you guys know it out there those that are listening they're like hey mace i'm completely happy with what i'm doing i'm not an entrepreneur hey good for you you don't have to be i've got like i said like for instance our um not our accountant but um, we've got a couple people that assist us that are not the accountants but they're more the assistants to the accountant right um They are the person like I will send a text or an email to, hey, I need to get this figured out. And they will be Johnny on the spot. They care. I can't, I can't tell them enough how much I appreciate them. Guess what? They, they are not an entrepreneur. They're helping anyone they come in. I mean, they've got a smile on their face. They're doing a great job. Those are the people we're searching for, like that we need to partner with. Um, Matter of fact, even higher, you know what I'm saying? Like they, they, uh, they'll even say, Hey Mace, we just weren't built for this kind of responsibility, but we're really happy with where we are. Well, good. That's what we need to do is function as high as we can in that given position. And, you know, God bless them because we couldn't function if, if we didn't have them. So I kind of found that I was, I found myself in a weird middle position there where I have not been the best at making the Mm -hmm choices that you have to make to be an entrepreneur to be taking the steps you have to do but that i hate working for people <laughs> i yeah, can't yeah, stand yeah, yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> right. you know i i joined the navy when i graduated high school and i couldn't stand just always having to do whatever somebody s- says to do sure, <laughs> sure yep. so that's why we're trying this now <laughs> that's good that's good good for you man no, no you got to dig in and you know 
um, you know, there's a different, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a fine line of, of, you know, uh, like the military or whatnot. There's a discipline factor in there that, that it teaches you and you take what you can from it and apply it to in real life. But no, you're, you know, you're right. That's, you know, sometimes that's what gets people into entrepreneurship. They just don't, you know, they don't want to take they're, they're, you can, t- they just feel in their gut like, Hey, I don't know if I was just meant to take, I just wasn't meant to take orders. You know what I'm saying? Depending on who they were or who they are. And so that can be part of it also. That was never really me. I didn't mind. Um, I've never minded. I wish I didn't mind it. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be yeah. happier that way. I imagine. I, I've never, yeah. I, you know, and there's two ways that, you know, look at it too. You know, that's one reason that some people, some people, I've heard that so many times though, from other entrepreneurs, like, Hey, I just, you know, want to be my own boss. You know, I don't know if it ever was that, that was ever in my mind, uh, as much as true as it is, as, as, uh, I don't want to stop and have to ask somebody, um, you know, to help me make a decision. Or, um, if I have an idea, I want to explore it. Bottom line is, is I think in entrepreneurship, there's just really no boundaries. Mm -hmm. I think what happens is when you do, when you do, um, you're in a place where let's just say you have ideas. Is your, is your boss going to listen to you? Are they going to explore that? Are they going to promote you? That's, that's where you can be an entrepreneur in your workplace. If you've got ideas and you present them, you may not have the capital or the money to go start your own thing. You may have this big company idea where you're like, Hey, I couldn't do this by myself. Good for you. Hey, you're, you know, you're still tapping your full potential, which is super important. You know, talk to your boss, talk to who's above you and hope that, you know, you know, if you got to, you got to keep your ideas close, but trust that they will help you explore that. And then hopefully promote you say, Hey, that's a great idea. You care about this company. I'm going to reward you for that. And those are the kind of people that really make the world go round as well. Yeah. That's what, one of the things I was going to ask was how do you, how do you promote that sort of mentality in your businesses with the people that work for you, the people that you work with? How do you make them feel like they can be creative with stuff, how they can help you innovate things in the business? Um, two things. Always give them the resources to run. Okay. So like, let's just say our managers at All American uh, Home Rental and Sales. That's the name of one of our businesses. That's the one with eight locations. Um Say our managers are there, right? They, um, if I were, if we were micromanaging them, we don't hire them to be to micromanage them. But let's say we were micromanaging them, it would really um, put a cloud over them. At this point, the resources that we have for them is, you know, building an adequate website that generates leads, where uh, maybe the in the phones go right to them. Um, you know, there's different ways where it just goes to show that we have the utmost trust in them and who they are. When they feel that and know that, and they've got a store all to themselves, and then they're bonused accordingly too, you know, on those stores, you know, they run with it. They're like, hey, you know, how I treat my clients and build relationships will keep them here. New people coming in, how I treat them will create new business. And guess what? My bosses are, they've got a great website. We've got a great social media presence. We've got this. So my bosses are actually doing everything they can to make me successful. So we feel like a team. Mm -hmm. I think, I think no man wants to feel like an Island or else they're just going to go out and find another job where they're compensated appropriately. You know, it's the same way with our CrossFit staff. Um, um, You know, 
when they they come to they come to me with ideas. Now, some of them maybe that are newer coaches will come to me with an idea that maybe we tried six years ago, right? Yeah. But well, they don't okay. know that. So no, they nothing. don't. They don't. And so instead of me snapping at them and saying, "Hey, no, 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 we tried that," you know, it's like it's a conversation. Hey, you know what? We actually did try that. This is actually what happened. So you know, it didn't really make a lot of sense. They're like, "Oh, okay, well, cool." And then they feel like they were at least heard, you know. So this is why Macy is not going to try that. Now, there's other times where. We'll have our staff, like our CrossFit Republic, um, our coaches there. Oh, man, they're just top-notch, great people, um, super blessed. And I will say that about our All-American staff, too. I mean, we've just... Can't leave anybody out. No, we've just, been, <laughs> we've just been handed a lot of great staff. But our CrossFit Republic coaches, they they love people. They, they love community. That's what we have there. Fitness is a part of that. It's not the only thing, though. So they are constantly looking out for the member and the and the customer, if you will. If I don't see, and that's my heart also, but a lot of times I'm not there. I'm not always available, but they don't mind. They, they, they know that I'm just a text away, a call away. And if they run into me at the gym, they'll say, hey, Macy, what do you think about this? And I'll tell you what. I mean, we do a, a lot of the reason that the gym has grown is because the ideas of the coaches. They're on the ground. They're in the trenches. Listen to your people who are in the trenches. Because those are the people that are there every day that that see what you don't see. So yeah, them, develop a team that way. Yeah, them being that uh, that involved with the with the members, I imagine adds a lot of value to your business. I go to Anytime Fitness, right. and there's a lot of them around here. I live in Springfield, but I drive to the one in Nixa because the one who owns that particular mm-hmm. franchise, she's there every day and she treats everybody real really well right. she knows everybody's name right. she fixes all the equipment and that just makes me go to that one instead yep. of the yep. ones that are you know right around the corner from me 100 let you know guys what he's saying right there let that speak to you that he sees somebody showing ownership over their position right now she owns the place but let's just say she didn't right that that she's in there every day she's she's fixing the equipment she's there for the customer i mean that's the reason you go back you know, yeah. I mean, I drive twenty minutes each way for that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. You respect that, and that means a lot to you. You are more than just. Um, you are more about than just getting a workout in. You want a connection to a point. You know what I'm saying? Or you want that? I mean, you're not you're not trying to, but you're like, <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? You're like, you see this person grinding. You're like, that's where I'm going to go to. There's a mentality there. You know, it's good. I don't know much about the CrossFit thing. Is that mostly just classes that you have set up at certain times or is it kind of like in just a normal gym you go in there and work out? Um, classes. And classes. So I do have 24-7 access though Okay. Uh, for members. Um, CrossFit doesn't have a lot of equipment in there rather than, you know, we might have the rowers and the bikes and, you know, we have a ski, ski ergs um, and like kettlebells and dumbbells, barbells, stuff like that. We have a lot of great things, but you have to kind of know how to do it. You know, you have to know how to work it, the mechanics of it. And so... We always say, hey, we'd like you to be a member first to get the 24-7. The reason is, is because we 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 need to train the movements. Mm-hmm. Now, now back to your question. Yeah, it's group classes. Um, pretty much on the hour, we offer, what, eight or nine hours a day. Um, there's some dead times in there. But basically, a coach um, goes up to the whiteboard, which is where the workout's written. I write the workout every day for the gym. I haven't written the same workout in 10 years unless I'm doing something to test your fitness, like your benchmark every six months. But bottom line is, as life is unknowable, so we train for the unknowable. And so um, one day may be all about strength. One may be all about cardio. One may have them interjected with some skill work. Um, because if you're the strongest in the gym, you're not the most fit. If you can run a 5K in so much time, you're not the most fit. 
You've got to have the bet, the combination of it all. That's what we teach. And so you never arrive, um, which makes it fun. Mm-hmm. You know, you, that's why people drink the Kool-Aid. That's why some people say it's a cult, whatever. People get made <laughs> up with it. You always know, they always say you walk into a coffee shop and you know who the CrossFitter is, the vegan and the atheist, because they're all just way too loud about what they believe. In, gotcha. you know what yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a CrossFit owner of all things, but all that to say, yeah, we have group classes. It's one hour. The coach takes you through the warm up and what the workout is, takes you through the class. You go, you, you work as hard as you need to. You can modify the movements if you want to. We don't care about what you have on your bar or whatnot. We just want you to be in there and move. It's about a quality of life outside of the gym is what we're training for. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got to play freeze tag with my kids. I want to be in shape. You yeah. know what I'm saying? To do that. And then um, the class is done. But what, what keeps people in the gym and not everyone needs that, you know, um, community. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. the secret sauce. It's like, hey, so-and-so is going to be there today. I better go. And so you get there and then you end up having fun. It turns into a social session. We turn on the music loud. Everyone has a blast together, gets their workout in, hangs out in the corner for a little bit, you know, drinks their protein, you know, come on. And then, uh, <laughs> and then everyone leaves and, you know, they do the same thing the next day. But we've got childcare there also. So we really... We really focus. That's on nice. Things. Yeah, we focus on that. We're the only one in the area that has childcare, and so uh-huh. we really focus on the family that way too. Because there's no reason moms and dads should have an excuse not to either work out together or come at all. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, come on. I, you know, I know I got my truck out there, but I drive a minivan. I got, three, <laughs> I got three kids. All right, it's real life out there, guys. So yeah, got to stay fit though. You ever, you ever have anybody just come drop off their kids and leave them there all day long, and then come pick them up in the evening? We don't. That has happened before, <laughs> and it got addressed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little cheaper child yeah, care yeah, that yeah, way. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. there are some dead times, so their kids could get shut in there. Right? <laughs> That's for sure. So, so you were you were working with your dad for a while, and you decided to start your gym business on the side, which is a completely separate market, completely different. Do you have advice? You know, and you've been successful on that. Do you have any advice for people? branching out into markets that they're not that familiar with? Um, I would say at least at first stick to what you're good at or what you're passionate at. Find something that um, you have a knack for and then ask yourself, hey, can I make some money doing that? Because the CrossFit gyms, see, I'd competed. I was a, a national champion in, in track in the mm. 400 meter in, in college. And then I went to, cro- I did CrossFit, went to the CrossFit games. And uh, so it was one of those things where, it just made sense. Like I said, Hey pops, you know, he loves, he loves to work out too. I said, how about we look at opening up a gym on the side? You know, do you mind if, you know, and of course, um, you know, somebody owning a gym in the family, you know, it's a dream come true. Right. And so, so I went ahead and, and, uh, uh, we knew that I wouldn't be at all American for a little bit there, but, uh, we went ahead and started that gym. And then once it got its feet, start hiring people, then I'm back at all American. So now we just balance both. So like, for instance, there's classes going on as we're, as we're talking right now, you know, but we've got, you know, 30 staff over there functioning well and people care about oh, wow. people, you know, strong team, got a great facility, all the equipment we need. And, and so it does take time. I mean, back to your question, I, I, I completely went off base. No, no, no. <laughs> but, back, but back to your question, um, um, as far as I, I tackled it while I was with all American, like I didn't leave all American to go do it only. So, uh, you know, if you want to build a couple different businesses, 
you will have to stretch yourself. I mean, I still work just as long or as many hours as I ever have, but I think you figure out how to work smarter, not harder. So if there is, if there is a couple hustles you want to get into, figure out how you can, um, well, find something that you're passionate about that you think would be fun because there are going to be really mundane days and you're going to have to tell yourself why you're, you're going to remind yourself why you're doing it. But, um, you could start side hustles, um, all day long, you know? Yeah. With so many cookie jars you get your hands in, how do you maintain, you know, a work-life balance as people say, how do you not get overworked? How do or you is make that sure important? F- yeah. Do you think? Or well, how do you make just- sure your family sees enough of you? It is super important. Um, my family does see enough of me. I, I make sure I do my best. I do so-called, I, my, my desire is to be the hero of my household, like meaning be, be dad, be there, be a hundred percent in. So I will say this first before I answer the question. I think it's important that guys like us who go 110% in everything we do, if you're a dad out there or, or, um, a husband without kids yet, um, it's important that you go home and you still go 110%. There's no reason why you should do everything during the day well and then fail at home. That's really why you're doing it all. Am I not right? Am I right? I mean, mm-hmm. when you get married, you are now committed to leaving a piece of you behind. Like you no longer have that independence. You don't do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Don't get married if that's the case. Like you can argue with me, anyone listening to that, you can argue with me, but <laughs> I'm going to be real. I mean, Saturdays, if you go golf, if you used to go golfing for eight hours with your buddies on Saturdays and now you get married, there's a chance that that, that just won't happen. You know, mm-hmm. you've got other priorities now. Don't get married if that's going to be an issue. Right. And, mm-hmm. uh, so as work, as far as work life balance, all that goes in there. Like you fully have to accept that you've got a family or you have to fully accept, like, you know, you got other roles in your life. Do, do them all the best you can. Now, as far as balancing, like what I've got going on right now, you do need to wait until you've got people in the right places. I or people people in the right places and your business is in the right place. And you are actually making a reasonable net income, not gross, but net. <laughs> Here's what happens. You get entrepreneurs that are so passionate. I know I, I'm thinking about three or four right now, actually. They're so passionate, they're like, I want to build, 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 and they want to open up other businesses, but this one's not even breaking even yet. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, maybe they could get lucky, but I'm just telling you, like, make sure what you do first is profitable and you've got a base, you've got, you've got a foundation that you can come back on if something else fails. So what we've essentially done, the only reason I can do what I do is you look at all American, it's became successful. My role there, a lot of it I can do um, either on the road in my car while I'm doing the other things as well. Like it's not like an on-site job outside of like store visits, visiting our managers at their different locations. I can, I can now think about CrossFit, do a couple social media posts, do this. And then the chamber of commerce, maybe this day is when I do ribbon cuttings or when we do the chamber lunch or maybe a social event or our young professionals round table. Like you find yourself kind of piecing yourself together in blocks. You know, you got to really kind of focus um, on um, like different times of the day, I will look, I will think about it. I'll say, okay, what can I do for CrossFit Republic right now? Do I put out a social media post? Do I put out a friendly something on our family page to, to create, you know, unification, unity? Do I um, create a new event that we're about to do a fundraiser for a local non-for-profit? You know, what brings the community together? 
And then after I figure out what I'm going to do there or not do there, then I move on all American, you know, what have I not done that needs to be done? You know, you kind of daydream about that because you got people in the right places now, right? Like I said, you waited till they were profitable. Like CrossFit doesn't need me to mop the floors anymore, right? While that's an extremely important job, it's not mine anymore. You made sure it was taken care of yes. before you stepped out. Exactly. Because then you can't, because then like what you guys are asking is it is work-life balance to the nth degree, like where it's impossible. You know, now no doubt there's sometimes at nine at night where I'm like, Hey, I need to get this over to the gym. I'll say, Hey Jet, or I talk to one of my, you know, it's my oldest. I'll say, Hey, you want to jump in the truck with me? Let's go. I got to go. Daddy's got to go get this. He's like, yeah. And so we end up having some guy time. We're hanging out and, uh, it's called work-life integration. I don't even know if it's balanced. You just do it all together as yeah, a family yeah. or, or, and you know, make sure you enjoy it. Now, yes. If you do not have the right foundations and the right businesses set before you start something else, you will stretch. You will stretch yourself too far. You'll stress yourself, and then you could either go bankrupt or burn yourself out. So make sure you stick to what you're good at, do it really well, build that foundation, and then move on to the next. Well, it's just a house of cards. House of cards. If it's not so profitable, true. so, so true. Yep. stretch yourself thin, and then you know one bad thing happens, and it it all collapses on you. Yep. So. You have to do think you do have to think about those things. And as entrepreneurs, a lot of times they'll say, and I agree with this, you don't want to plan you don't want to plan B because then you have a way out. Mm-hmm. You know, plan B's um, it's like the whole analogy of um, you know, I've said this in another podcast is uh, burn the ships. You guys I, heard that? Yeah. <laughs> he says that all the time. Yeah. I've quit so many jobs because of him convincing me. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's so true though. And I mean for those out there listening, uh, little history lesson i'm not going to get into if he was a good man or not but you know cortez was going to take over the island and he knew his guys were uh going to go mutiny and uh when so when they landed the ships so none of them would run he he, he essentially burned all the ships he uh, destroyed them and then his guys had no choice but to take the island and guess what when the human spirit is pushed up pushed back in a corner pushed against a wall guess what happens you typically win. So for all those of you that are out there that are wanting to attack something, whether it's a new role in your job, a new career change, or you want to get out on your own, remember, don't give yourself a way out because um, you will win if that's the case. It's going to be scary, but you got you to gotta, you gotta say, hey, I'm not going to give myself a plan B. I'm going to burn the ships. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where'd you learn your public speaking skills at? Nowhere. I, honestly, man, you know, one day I thought, yeah, I appreciate you saying that. He didn't say you had them. He no, just wanted to know where you learned them. Where'd you learn those crappy <laughs> public, <laughs> public speaking skills? Well, I'll tell you where. where honestly, honestly, you know what? Uh, all I've learned is that if you are passionate about what you're speaking about and you kind of really dig in and think about, man, how do I t- articulate that? It'll come out just fine. You know? gotcha. And if people see passion, sometimes they don't care. I mean, I might say, um, too much. I don't know, but you might say things not perfectly like, like a perfect, like a public speaker would say. But, um, I think if you can, you know, articulate what you've built, what you guys have built, what you guys have done, and you kind of really think about it and what was in your belly when you were doing that, like what made you, you know, all of a sudden you could speak on such, with such fervor and such passion to a crowd that, that you even kind of surprise yourself mm-hmm. so yeah 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 that's definitely something i need to work on because in my head i'm like i can i can see exactly yeah. how something's laid up but speaking that into into other people is always it's a hard skill for me to 
to get that vision out there for some reason. Yeah, you almost have to, you know, think about how your heartstrings would be pulled. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not one of those guys that wants to, like, like would ever talk about being overly emotional. I don't, I think, uh, you know, I, it's not about feelings. We know that. We know the culture right now that's out there bases too much on feelings and those are unpredictable. You cannot live there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let's use some logic. Let's talk, but there's something about the heartstrings and about purpose and about discovering like what you're capable of and true potential. And if you can kind of like talk to somebody with that angle with, with, Hey man, what do you really want? Like, you know, you know, what you really want is to build a bit. Now, even though, like, like I said, you, when you built your business, Cody, it's, it, you know, you, you didn't mind working. You like to work. That's mm-hmm. what you did. But if you really articulate it, you like dig down deep. Why is the question, right? And then that's what you talk about with other people. It's, gotcha. like, it's like it was more than just, you know, you were good at it and you saw a way to make a living. Like, you know, you like to work with your hands. You like to get up early. You know, you, you, you like to be uncomfortable because you knew it grew you you know, and refined you. There's those things where you can really pin people and, uh, and then all of a sudden they kind of get that same spirit going. So, yeah. Hmm. That's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, that's true, that's true. <laughs> well, it's a skill that you know that. Like, yeah. it, is that is that something you learned in psychology class in college or you think you just kind of picked up on no, it as you went? No, just picked up on it, man. Just yeah. picked up on it. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, the skill comes from empathy. Okay. okay. So psychology, no, that was just something I just did to get by. I mean, that was 20 years ago. You know what I'm saying? I forgot everything about that. You know? but, I, mean, I bet you didn't. I bet it's maybe, in yeah. the roots of everything you do, I imagine. Yeah. yeah. Human, yeah. human nature. Yeah, you're exactly right. You're right. You guys are right. Yeah, you all you do grab some things and you don't realize it. You're exactly right. But I will say, once again, it comes back to that key word, uh, empathy. Like you take somebody's situation, you put yourself in it and you really say, okay, what are they feeling? Like I can relate. Like when I'm talking to business owners, I'm saying, hey, I can relate to you. I've been up at 2 a.m. with a profit loss in my hand and a kid on my lap trying to put him to bed, trying to figure out how, you know, we're going to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's a real thing. And they look at you and they're like, I've been there. And they didn't know how to articulate it. They don't know there's somebody out there advocating for them, you know, or, or like, you know, when I talk to people about the supply chain issues, you know, how's that hurting your business? We don't just talk logically. We say, you know, man, that's a, that's a deal. That's a, that's an issue. How do you deal with staffing? You know, what's the economic issues that are keeping you, you know, what's whenever COVID was here, you know, did you, did you take advantage of the PPP? Did you close down? What did that look like? What, what, how did it hurt you? And so I think it's just relating and empathizing as much as you can. And then you can really speak to them. Hmm. Yep. yep. So empathy, honestly, it's, it's key. That's the root. It's pretty good advice. Actually. Yeah. It is, yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah. So we, uh, I imagine you don't have any plans for stopping. Uh, business anytime soon and we live in a time where there's change quickly over and over and over again things are changing the way business is done is different now than it was a year or two years five years ago how do you keep up with changing technology and business it's a good question um you know that's our that's how we do it though that's how we've done it for so long is we are innovators you know if you don't keep up you lose you know so like for instance we've had to change everything with all american um, we have, you know, for those out there that don't know what we do, you know, we have a retail slash rent to own business. It's called all American home. Um, like I was talking about earlier, uh, it's all home furnishings. We do like Ashley furniture, appliance, you know, Whirlpool appliances, Samsung TV, stuff like that, you know, for your home. Um, used to 
people came in the showroom. They looked at everything they wanted. You built a relationship. You took cash. It was all built by people coming in. Now, and, you know, thanks to COVID also, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, what excuse or not, people got used to doing everything online. And and no doubt people are coming out more than ever right now uh, because they realize that they need community. But we really, as a company, went had to go away from focusing so much about the showroom because less and less people come in there to our online presence, mm-hmm. right? And you kind of just have to see the writing on the wall. And the sooner you see it, the better you're going to be. So you could be behind the eight ball and that stuff. So that's the kind of stuff we've, we've had to evolve, you know, with, with CrossFit. Um, CrossFit started out as, you know, just a hardcore fitness program. People didn't care. They wanted the rusty bars. They were willing to pay a premium for it. It was exciting. Now it's, now it's trendy. You have to stay lower priced. Um, if you, if you want to be successful, you really do. I mean, you could price it out. Luckily, it's not my only gig or it's, it doesn't have to be my bread and butter. That way I can bless the community. We do a lot of fundraisers. I mean, we've got, we're, we do a special Olympics program. We do a, um, uh, we're doing a CASA event for foster kids. Mm. This all in April. And then we're doing another one for suicide awareness, mental health, and Nerf War. Amazon gets involved and stuff. All We're doing three things just in April. And we're doing a big competition soon to honor our servicemen and women called Battle for the Brave. You know, those are important to give back. I've realized, like, as you evolve, that what I just mentioned, and I'll go back to the pricing and stuff, is community involvement is bigger than ever. If you get out and you show how much you care about the community and it's our hearts, they you will grow organically. So for those listening, see how you can get involved. How can you give back? People notice, people want to patronize businesses who give back, whether they know it or not. If they see the owner or the employees, you got a, you got a bin, a food bin set up that says, hey, donating food to and then pick your favorite charity. You know, people helping people here in Republic is one. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. Um, or hey, we're going to go help out a convoy of hope for a night. You know, at Hands of Hope. You know, there's there's opportunities everywhere. That is a big way to win, and we've realized that more than ever. And then also, like I said, with CrossFit, it's trendy enough now where now you've got to have you know a really nice setup. You know, we've got some color in there. You mm-hmm. know, we've got the nicest equipment. We do all those things. And as much as I want to stick to our old guns, just like all America, no, you're coming in and checking out the showroom and you're shaking my hand. No, it just doesn't work like that anymore. And so with CrossFit, we did evolve that way. That's why I got the 24-7 access. That's why we have childcare. That's why we um, um, just offer some other out-of-the-box type of thinking. Adding um, value. We have yeah. to. We have to. You have to, have to add as much value. We're going to have a, a Fit Kids program coming soon. Um you see, you didn't have to do that, but you got to do it now. People are looking for the next best deal. And, sh- and they shop you online too. Mm-hmm. I mean, before I ever meet these people, the leads have to come in from the website or from Facebook. And so then I've got to have a better than ever um, website, good communication. You know, that's another thing. Got to have a phone number that um, they can text. People like to text. They yeah. like to talk. That's a pretty yeah. new thing that... It- a lot yep. of businesses are getting just cell phones for their business instead. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it makes sense. You can send pictures in and text them and instead of calling. Uh, a lot of times it's easier than a landline phone. Oh, yeah. And, it, and it's crazy. I mean, people rather text, hey, what's your pricing or hey, this or that. And you've got to convince them, hey, you know, I was a beginner once and this is where, you know, and it's, you know, and luckily I've got a, a great person, our gym manager that that can hustle and, and as, a, you know, she herself um was past military 
and, uh, you know, went through a lot of the mental side of that without getting too far into it. And she has found a family at the gym and, uh, and, uh, her fitness and her, you know, her persona and her confidence have gone up anyways. That's how we all are. And she is a value. She's highly valuable to our business. So I appreciate you, Chrissy. What's what? <laughs> is everybody that works for you going to watch this now? Yeah, maybe so. I, 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 I might, yeah, I might <laughs> shut them all up. <laughs> She'll be we'll like autographs. Rolling yeah. credits thing of everybody that you work that works for you. Uh, That's true. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you guys. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, from your website, how are you converting your leads into customers? Yeah, how are you getting are you new people into your business? Um, so, if people just so first of all, you know, I'm not. With CrossFit, I'm not doing anything extra like not Google ads or not geofencing or anything like that right mm-hmm. now. Um, the SEO, the search engine optimization, you guys know all that. Mm-hmm. Behind mm-hmm. the scenes is set up so when they maybe, you know, Google CrossFit Springfield, mm-hmm. CrossFit Springfield area or CrossFit Republic area or not even CrossFit, fitness in the area. Hopefully we are one of the top ones, if not the top one to pop in. Yeah. What happens from there, it's very easy to... Text, call, email, you go to pricing, it sends you something. As soon as you are sent something or texted, it puts you in a lead nurturing system, which means like you are now, until you answer us back, you will get an email once every three or four days. Hey, how's this? You know, it's already got a Mm -hmm. pre-made something and whatnot. Before you know it, they contact and... Then you lead them in and, and you show them the community. And so as soon as they click on your link, you you have their information to be able to send them that? If they fill out some yeah. stuff. Do okay. you have any sort of uh, like funnel software that you use for stuff like that or any sort of onboarding software or materials that you um, use? I think there is something called that we do like lead action, it's called. I don't know a lot about the extra stuff because I will say that um, I finally, after building two or three websites myself, just because... You got to do that. You you got to be a jack of all trades. I'm not anything special at it, but you put two and two together and you can build one. You know, yeah. Yeah. There's easy ways to do it until you can afford to hire somebody who's an expert at it. (laughs) And that's what I did. So I found somebody in the CrossFit space that has built that has a hundred CrossFit websites, and they know what works and what doesn't. And so I try. I can trust them a lot. You Mm -hmm. know, the experts in that, and so they have put together some stuff. And so they have some ways to. Do it whether with I think it's called like lead action or something behind the scenes mm-hmm. how you can get those customers involved. Have you talked to those people about the change with like AI is changing a lot of things on the internet right now and how people run businesses? Is that person going to be somebody you're going to uh, consult for that kind of thing? No, I don't know anybody in that field, and honestly, I probably just need time to really dig into that. Yeah, it's more. changing really quickly. Yeah. Uh, it's a thing that a lot of businesses are getting into because. It's going to change how business is done, really, within the next couple of years. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yes, I really need to dig in. That is one thing that I get. I can be completely transparent and say I have not looked into. Matter of fact, I got went into the Chat GPT once, just say whatever. What's everyone talking about? Mm-hmm. And just kind of played around with it. And then honestly, I mean, I guess I don't know what word to use. Spooked me enough. I'm like, I don't really want to play with that anymore. <laughs> I mean, that's how it was. That's how it was. And now, yeah. and, you know, and then I see these these students that are like writing their papers with mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. and teachers are having to come up with like, how do we catch them? And I'm just like, man, 
Like, I just don't, I'm not a fan of AI. I mean, yet it can work to, I mean. It can be advantageous. I just saw a demo yes. for it. The, the company who did, made ChatGBT is releasing a new version of it within the next couple of weeks that it's going to integrate with some softwares where it can make those leads for you. You can just describe what you want to do and it's going to make all of the funnels and post your ads on websites for you, do all of that for you just because it understands what you want. That's crazy. Once it gets there, I will consult you and you can help me out with that. Okay, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Job right. offer. I'm going to say explain it or just make it happen, man. Yeah. That's what I'll do. I'm still old timer in a lot of ways. So. Yeah. <laughs> I assume you've heard of Alex Ramosi. Yes. Yes. Okay. I figured your, your guys' business is kind of lined right up. So I figured you might know you quite know a bit about him. I just heard a quote from him um, that I really, really liked. Uh, and I'll say it to anyone out there too. Um, it's so funny you brought him up because I don't know much of, of him, but I, I saw, I saw a video not too long ago. Um, in a world of, of affirmations. So for those of you that feel like, Hey, I've got to get in front of the mirror and let me, let me be encouraging to you here. For those of you that have got to get in front of the mirror and say affirmations to yourself or, or, you know, you know, get up in the morning. Gratitude's everything. Don't get me wrong on that. But if you got to get up in the morning and give yourself affirmations, ask yourself if you can back that up, right? One one quote that Hermosi had said was, um, in a world of affirmations, um, what you really want is what what happened to having, an, I think it was coined, an undeniable, a stack of undeniable proof mm-hmm. you are who you say you are. Yep. Outwork your self-doubt. So for those of you that say, you know, it's one thing to give yourself self-affirmations if you've done it and you've been there and you've been doing it and you're, you know, cause that's a new thing. You know, I, I'm not one of those. I, I don't really, I, I haven't, I haven't dug into that world per se, but I know it's a new thing. But if you're really having trouble with affirmations, it's most likely because they're empty, right? Now, how do you not make them empty, right? You got to go outwork your self-doubt. You've got to have a stack of undeniable proof that you are who you say you are. So on that note, just like we went back to the beginning, action over words, get out of the coffee shop and go put it to work. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. His was actually the podcast I mentioned that I heard something on. That was Alex Ramosi's podcast. I listened to oh, all yeah? the time. Yeah. yeah that's cool. I need to, I need to get in on that. That's, I've got his book out in the car. I'll give it to you before we leave. Oh, that's cool. hundred million dollar offers. It's, he basically lays out how he built his gym business. Yeah. So step by that step. would be It'd be perfect for you to read. Maybe you, you can get what? some I value didn't even from know that it. He was in gyms either. Oh yeah, he's still, he's got yeah he's got big gym business. I think it's hundred million dollars yeah. a year or something like that. But see that goes. To I don't know where you're at, but that's, that's, no, that's, no, that would, no, that would be all right. Behind us. that, that's yeah, yeah. awesome. That so. we consume a lot of his material just because he's he seems to be different. That he's giving people really actionable ideas and steps on how to to do things. Uh, and okay. that, that's in that book. It really lays out step by step some some good ideas on what to do for business for oh, growth cool. yeah. yeah yeah i'll take a look at it i, I love listening to his podcast in the gym <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Well, you, you ever stop you ever stop like in the middle of bicep curls and make notes no no i don't i used okay, to listen well. to i listen to a lot of com uh comedy podcasts but yeah. i used i found i can't do those in the gym because he laugh and he can't really <laughs> do anything <laughs> yeah yeah you cannot be in the middle of bench press and then uh all of a sudden the bar drops yeah. and you people be like what in the world happened to you yeah yeah, do you have any uh, goals for the future that you're looking towards for your business? Um, you know, there's ways that, I mean, just straight up growth 
is the plan. I've got some ideas on how to make that happen. Yes. As far as getting my hands in new business, I've got some ideas on that. There's, there, you know, there's stuff to be had out there. You know, if there's, if there's a time now's the time, you know, I think, I think we have a lot of, um, uh, what's the word for it? We have a lot of complacency out in the world right now. And I think those who are go-getters can really capitalize more than ever. And, uh, so I do, I do think my, my goals are to never stop, never stop moving forward. Um, so if I ever do stop moving forward and I run into a wall on something, it'll show me that I either need to get out or, or innovate that. But all three businesses that we're in right now are, well, I've got my two businesses and then the chamber, which I'm working on real hard too as well. I think all three of them, um, still can continue to go up. There's, I have not exhausted the ideas by any means. I will say that with the family business, with all American, there may be a, come a day where, you know, my dad's not the kind to retire, but there may become a day where he's like, I'm going to step back where I may have to think about simplifying what I do with those, with the other things. Or, um, so that's why for those listening too, it's important to try to maybe if you can get into any kind of real estate, you know, mm-hmm. and whatnot, and let that passive income work for you. Because if you do have, you know, only one source of income. Now you probably need two or three, you know, if you have four or five uh, incomes right now and you go down to two, cause you simplified, you probably need to get your hand back in a couple other things. And I know it's, it feels like the weight, it, it's a heavy weight because you're like, you know, you're risking and you could be in debt because of it. And, and, uh, you know, it's a constant grind that way. Um, it also will create a very simple life for you if you let it. Um, we go back to like family and, and business and whatnot. You guys are saying, how do you function with all of them? Like, what do you do? What's your work-life balance? I think if you write things in your schedule. So let's just say you have your hands in a few things. I think that's another goal of mine, talking about goals uh, that I always want to be, that I'm doing now, but I always want to be faithful to is when, when, I'm with my kids or I'm going on vacation or this or that. Like it's written, it's written in like it's a business meeting. It's written in like it's like it's a a conference or a trade show I'm heading to. That's what I do. It's non-negotiable. You're going to make it happen. Yes. And that's all we do. Like I don't pick up my phone during that, you know, or put out, put out any fires. Like you make sure your people are good to go and then you go turn off. You know, I think that's just as important because like I said earlier, I think it's important to do everything well. It's the best you can. Not everyone's going to do everything perfect. I get it. But once again, like let's not, let's not put all of our passion into a couple things and then go home and neglect some things that are more important or Mm -hmm. most important. So, and I imagine there was a time, like you said, where it wasn't as easy to go Mm -hmm. home and shut off uh, because you didn't have as many people to help you put the fires out. Oh, and you were tired too. You know, you're burnout, you know, and, and you finally, you get the right people in place just at the right time, you know, and don't get me wrong. I still lose sleep now for various reasons or whatnot, but, but at the same time, like, yeah, at the beginning of those things, you just have to have everyone on the same page. I think it's important depending on whether you're by yourself or you've got a group of friends involved or family, or you've got your kids or whatnot that you bring everyone in the room and say, Hey guys, for six months or for a year, we're going to try this and we're going to go hard. Let's give each other grace. Let's let's um, take care of each other. Let's be a team. And then everyone's on the same page. No one thinks I'm being neglected from my dad or my mom because they've got their hand in this. They know they just know that that's part of the process. Yeah. 
Did you already have the business going whenever you got married? So it was kind of like she was brought into it and kind of knew what to expect? Or is that something you guys started together? We started CrossFit together. All American was already going. Yeah. Um, And so I started doing that. But no, CrossFit is something we did together. She was actually a CrossFit coach uh, before me um, in the area. And and then I eventually did it. But I mean, I I had my main job. I didn't think I was going to get my hand in something else. But no... But then it kind of turned into my idea. She, you know, she wasn't real excited about it because we were already kind of busy. And uh, I just felt in my heart that we were supposed to do it. And I didn't know why. And it's all kind of coming kind of to fruition now. But why would we? We lived in Nix at the time. Why would we come to Republic and do it? And uh, we found the opening in Republic. And, and then honestly, like, you know, she's she's like, you know, mama hen over there you know i mean she's she's like the the mom that makes it warm and and uh, it's not all about fitness it's about you know community and heart she's actually got she's actually right now she created a program for the gym gym called grit and grace and specifically for the women of the gym to remind them how strong they are um that that beauty is strength strength is beauty and so they have a they have a get together right now literally a little social and so i'll be going home you know doing the dad thing here in a second and uh, she'll be there. So yeah, that's, so now we've kind of put it into where it works for both of us and uh, we're making a difference. Yeah. That's all better. You always hear people like complaining, like one of their, the spouse or whatever, they'll be like, oh, you're working too much compared to what we used to do or whatever. And it's just like, if you guys were able to have that business together, you kind of both have to work that hard and it, it just, there's not that, that difference in life. There isn't. You understand each other. Um, but if you ever do get the complaints, like, hey, they're, you're working so hard or whatnot, don't argue. You know, Don't ever argue with your kids either and say, hey, I do this for you. That's not a good line to use because guess what? They could care less just the way I grew up. They, could, they couldn't care less about the money. Mm-hmm. They just want dad there. Yeah, That's it. They just want you to be present. Don't ever use that as an excuse. That is a frustrating excuse. That is an excuse that we'll, we'll all normally want to use. Well, why am I working so hard? Well, I'm doing it for my family. Well, to be honest with you, like if that's the case and you can't get out of that rut, then try to find something because you only get your kids once. And guess what? This I love this quote. Take this. Take this one in the bank. That your greatest contribution, um, your greatest contribution may not be something that you do, but somebody you raise. Mm. Okay, so. Remember that the way you impact your kids, you're raising the next generation and they're going to take the mantle. And we look at the generation right now, whew, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, the, what's what's coming up? Who knows, right? You know that me and Cody are in our 20s, right? <laughs> I do. And then you're do, talking I bad do, about I us. I do. That's right. I forgot about these guys. Now. <laughs> I'm just going to say like, we know what the culture's became. It's became a victim culture, uh-huh. right? Right. Yep. You guys, you guys are going to make hay. You know what I'm saying? You guys are in a prime time where if you capitalize on so much of the uh, soft out there, you guys will win big right now. Mm-hmm. It's, there's never been such a time. Now, when I say soft out there, I'm talking. I'm t- I'm talking about, um, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, you know people who just are not willing to work hard for their for their goals. You see it every day. And I mean, here's the hard thing: is is uh, there's more given away for free than ever too. And it's, you know, you've got these corporations that are paying top dollar, paternity leave, 
this and this and this, this, you know, we didn't have that. I didn't have that growing up. And, you know, I think it helped, you know, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I'm just saying that there's not a lot of people working around the clock right now. I think a lot of people do their job, they'll go home, they enjoy their life. Uh, whether it's Netflix or doing something else, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you, you'll, I don't know if you're going to ever truly tap your true potential. So for those watching, I'm not dissing that. I'm just saying like, really ask yourself, am I tapping my true potential? And the answer is probably no, unless you just don't think you have the potential, which holler at me and I'll encourage you because <laughs> I think you could be doing, I think you could, I think everyone is super special and has the ability to do a lot more um, than maybe what they're doing. If you find yourself, like I said, not exhausted when your head hits the pillow at night and feeling good about what you did, treating others right and all of that. So, hmm. yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, that's good. Uh, kind of as like a closing remark, just because yeah. uh, you get us a lot of good stuff. What do you think we could do better? Uh, we kind of see our job here as trying to relay information from people. Who, who have been in the industry of entrepreneurship for a long wow. time to people who are just now starting out. How do you think we could do that better? It's a good question, man. I think you got to constantly encourage people that, you know, the top, this, this is, this is a good one that the top of one mountain is just the bottom of the next. I think that if you guys, the, the, what you guys need to do is bend to ears to the point where guys, it's not just about a flash in the pan. It's about consistency. One thing we haven't talked about today that you guys, you guys are good at and you guys should preach all day long is consistency. It's not a glamorous word. It's getting up day in and day out, doing the same thing over and over and over to succeed. Guys, uh, what's the word? What, what, what words am I looking for? Um, Mm, inconsistency, uh, disloyalty, um, you know, those are the status quo. It's like, it's like for those who want to bring it up, you know, who want to bring it up a notch is the new rebellion. Mm -hmm. And I think the more we can preach, um, that the mundane's not always fun, but the, the seconds and the minutes and the hours add up against your competitors, against other people around you, your peers, that that if you fully take advantage of them, I think that's, I'm just telling you guys, preach about that. You guys know in your own life, you guys fill up every minute or every day. I can tell, I don't know everything that you guys do, but you guys fill up every minute of every day growing and being proactive and exploring. That's just who you guys are. Not everyone has to do that, but that's what you could preach because people get tired. I would say, I would say make this, you know, about encouragement too on, on the podcast, you know, and, and encourage people because sometimes I think there's enough out there, enough content out there that is Goggins style, right? Yeah. Push, push, push. <laughs> like, you know, I don't negotiate with myself when the alarm clock hits. I get that, you know, what? That there's a time for that. But I think a lot of times people just need to be patted on the back and say, hey, you're doing good. We could probably do more. You could probably do more now, though. But you're doing good. And and, and uh, uh, it's time to think highly of yourself. I think we are in a little bit of a mental health crisis too. I think you guys could speak to that. I think, I think, positive encouragement. I think telling people that they are enough 
is is important also. And so anyways, I know I kind of threw out a lot there. I'm just kind of thinking about, like I said, using the word empathy, you think about like who's watching, mm-hmm. who's, who's, who's thinking about these things. You got a lot of people out there that are watching right now. They're like, hey, I can never do that. They probably turned it off 10 minutes in, you know, where that's just not me. Then you've got people that are like, hey, I want to so bad, but I'm scared to death. And I just don't have the self-esteem to do it. I don't have the confidence in myself. And then you've got other guys out there right now that are doing push-ups. They're like, I'm just psyched to be on this podcast. You know, <laughs> yeah. I got something I'll run by you. Yeah, I don't know up? if you've maybe ever went through this situation or not, but I won't mention their name. But someone yeah. in my family the other day was, I just bought the new truck and I've been traveling around. Just doing what you, you know, you work for. Yeah. And they were just like, I don't know how you're doing this. Uh you know, how are you, how are you affording this? Like, just kind of like maybe envious. Yes. Towards it. And like, you don't want that person to be jealous of you, but you don't want to not do what you dream of doing. Is there a way to like, to not feel guilty about being successful in a way? No, no. Or should you feel guilty about it? Unfortunately, and for those that are listening, I mean, unfortunately, those are the kind of people that you don't surround yourself by. You leave, yeah. you leave behind. It is what it is because they just don't understand. Like you don't, you don't scale down. They are exposing their limits, not yours. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when they say, oh, don't do that. Or how do you do that? Or, they're exposing who they are. You can't live by those standards. I kid around, Jen and I, as we've gotten older, we're willing to hang out with anybody, right? We love everybody. But let's just say it's a Saturday night. We've been worn out. Our cup is empty. We've, we've done some community events. We've taken we take care of the kids. She homeschools, you know, we homeschool. And uh, maybe we've done a lot in our businesses. We've, we've been a part of a lot of people's lives, you know. You get to Saturday night and it's the debate on do we hang out with friends, do we not, right? How do we fill our cup that night? Mm-hmm. There is a select few that we, can, we will actually feel good about hanging out with. And you say, well, what do you mean? Well, let me say this. You hang out with somebody for two or three hours after a crazy week. You walk them to your door to say goodnight. You shut the door. Do you say, man, I am refreshed. I am sharpened. I'm refined. That felt good. The conversation was good. Or do you go, oh, I'm ready for bed. You know, who's, you know, are you, I'm exhausted, man. I, you know, it was good to, it was good to pick up with them and visit with them. But, you know, I've realized like, we, you only have time at a certain point in your life, like for every, for those types of, there's a time for ministry. There's a time for serving. There's a time for mentoring. There's a time for all of it. And you grab a lot from everybody. But like when you can kind of pick that circle at that point, you have to be, um, what's the word for it? You got to be picky. You do. You do. Because, you know, just like this, this is refreshing to me. You know, mm-hmm. like I get to be with you guys, you guys are excited about life and what to attack. This is refreshing to me. We've been talking. You think you'd be exhausted? No, no, this is good. But can you, are you going to have these same conversations with different people? I mean, this could be a completely different scenario. Like, mm-hmm. wow, I'm glad that's over. You know, those <laughs> guys, you know, you know, you know, it could be like that. Yeah. You know, it's not. So sometimes they are. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, that's, I don't know where we were going with, oh yeah, we were talking about, and that's just the thing is, uh, Unfortunately, those people are just not your people anymore. And it can be friends. It can be family. Which is crazy because it's a family member. You know, it's like, yeah. I don't really know how to help. Yes. You know, like I, like every, you kind of were around the same people I was around. So I don't know. A true friend or somebody like that, like they may say that, but you know, you just pray that they're, they're actually, you know, they're, they're actually happy for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't rob their joy. 
it shouldn't rob their joy. Yeah. Somebody else's success doesn't take anything from you. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully they're happy for you. You know what I'm saying? That's now that would be a true friend. That'd be somebody to hang out with. Yeah, that would yeah. be a true family member right there. Like, hey, you know, you can tell that they that they're like, uh, but them being happy for you, it's like, thanks, man. You yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on. You got uh, it, man. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's a pleasure. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I see. Appreciate. It. Well, uh, yeah. we usually take a picture at the end of these. So. Yeah, we so need. We guys, real quick. I just want to say thank you for having me on. It's humbling that you'd even ask. And anything I can do for you guys or for the people out there, I just, uh, um, I just want to say, be hopefully, hopefully, there's a little bit of inspiration coming from any of this conversation, and that you guys are encouraged out there. Um, guys, it's out there and it's for the taking. I encourage you to take the risks. You only have one life. Uh, uh, go for it. Do hard things day in and day out. Do hard things. And then this life will treat you a lot easier and present opportunity. It's all about effort. Put it in every day and watch the opportunities fall in your lap. That's what I'll tell you. So thank awesome. you guys. That's that was good. <laughs> Do you have that memory?